Welcome to Both Sides of the Fence podcast, where we discuss various topics from different angles while not being biased in the process of doing so. I am your host, Matika Sawyer, who have been through a plethora of life events, but because of God's grace and his mercy, I am here to tell you of everything that I've experienced from both sides of the fence, which left a positive effect in my life, which brings forth balance, clarity, truth, contentment, communication, and understanding. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we want to talk about parenting. We had other topics to discuss, but this one is sticking out the most to me because um, some of this generation, and I do say some as a disclaimer, and not all, but some don't know the role of parenting and they feel as though because they are old enough to engage in sex or they know how to engage in sex, that they are mature enough to have sex. And when a child is birthed from the union, Um, then they become, they have a problem because they become parents and have to become full-time parents. One of the things you have to understand about parenting is that it's not part-time. It's not when you want to do it. It's not whenever you want to give up on it that you can just walk away. But parenting becomes a part of your life. It's not a job. A job is something that you can get A job is something that you can obtain and that you can do away with. A child is not like a job that you can obtain and do away with. But a child is just like life, your life. Um, And it's adjacent and it's it's attached to you. And it is your responsibility. So we want to talk about what is the role of a parent. Here are a few things that a parent does. A parent gives direction. um, A parent imposes rules uses discipline, set limits, establish and follow through with consequences, hold them accountable for their behavior, teach them values, parents feed their children nutritional meals, parents clothe their children, they make sure that their children have or a child have a safe haven, a roof over their head, and they make sure that all of their needs are afforded. Um, whether you are a single parent or in a two, two family dwelling, the responsibility still relies on both parents. I was a, I was a parent. Um, I am a parent. (laughs) I'm a mother. And at one point my children had me and the father in the home. And then it was just me that did not take away from me being an upstanding mother because their father was no longer in the home. I still had to carry out my duties and my role as a mother and make sure that I raised them and not dragged them through life. Understand that when you are raising children, there are a lot of sacrifices that has to be made, even whether it be in a two family dwelling or a single dwelling. It does not matter. You do not get to pick and choose what it is you do for a child versus what you're not going to do because the other parent is not active or actively involved or not present at that particular time. What you have to decide in your mind that you can't be like mama, daddy, sister, brother, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, and so forth. You have to be your own individual parent who set your your own set of goals and accomplishments for your household. Your house needs to be structured. It needs to be organized. And that means implementing. And when it says, uh, when I say give direction and imposing rules, there should be bedtimes. There should be feeding times. There should be a structured environment so that at the end of the day, once you got through your day-to-day activities, as far as being a parent, as far as being an employee or an employer, whichever one you are, you have to wind down to recollect your thoughts, to make sure that you are able to 
get some me time in so that you can self-reflect, so that you can digress, so that you can do this thing all over again. And it doesn't happen overnight, but practice make perfect. And so you want to continue to exhibit positive behaviors. Um, when I had my children, I can go back and tell you my testimony because in the beginning, it tells you I went through a plethora of life experiences. And this is on the parenting side. Um, I had three children. I was raised in a single family dwelling. And so I only had my mother. My father only paid child support. My mother was re totally responsible for who I was. There were some things in my upbringing that I did not like. But as I became a parent, I did not go off of what I saw. I went off of how I wanted the, the image that I had in my, my mind when I started having children of what I wanted. I had this image in my mind and I said, you know what? My kids are not going to do this. They're not going to do that. They're not going to go here. They're not. But this is what I'm going to do. And so I raised my children to the best of my ability. And I see the fruits of that labor today. Um, I have three children, biological. I have three biological children that I had. None, all of all of them are grown. None are convicted felons. Um, everyone graduated from high school. Two of the three are, is currently enrolled in college. One is a senior. The other one is a sophomore. And so there was a lot of sacrifices that had to be made on my end as a mother. And so let's get into parenting because these parents these days, including my son, because I'm not biased. I can't be biased and speak with you guys about life and life issues and life situations and circumstances and exclude me. It will be a fake, false, phony podcast. And so let's keep it real. So my oldest boy have three children. And I, um, two weeks ago, I, I texted my son and I said, hey, we need to talk. I said, listen, your kids are at the age of accountability and you need to start doing X, Y, Z. And the same thing I'm telling you guys, I told him. And so he told me, okay. And he loved what I texted him and he responded. But the way that I raised my children, my son is not raising my grandchildren. He felt as though because he loved them and he dressed them up and he take them places that that is love. That's not love. That's keeping an image for the eye of the viewers, the ones who can see you externally. But internally, my grandkids would be a ship without a sail had it not be from from me and my daughter who instill and imposes direction rules discipline limits we do all of those things him as the father should be doing it but we know that it takes a village and so for the last year now i took my hands off my son and i'm guiding him on how to be a father and so when you are a parent you can't just decide you want a break your break was over the day that you pushed the child out because that child became a part of your life your child is not there and once he get on your nerves, you don't teach it nothing. All you do is dress the child up or children up, feed them and let them do whatever they want to do. And then you want somebody else to help you out when you're going through a mental uh, breakdown or you're going through a temper tantrum as an adult. You want to pass your children off and say, hey, I need a break. But what you don't understand is nobody want to give you that break because you haven't imposed any rules, any regulations, no directions, no discipline, no nothing. And so you got a group of rambunctious children or you have a rambunctious child and you want somebody else to come in and fill that gap for you for only a little while while you catch a break. Instead of you implementing various things, the child get up, they have breakfast by a certain time, you guys engage, engage in activities, playtime floor time if they still a baby or toddler you do reading they go down you fix 
lunch you know what i'm saying they go down for a nap while they down on a nap you catch up on household duties you put on dinner they're not going to sleep forever you put them down at a, at a certain time you get them up at a certain time because see when you put them down at a certain time and get them up at a certain time that gives you a chance for to have them to burn off their energy to eat dinner have um fun watch tv tablets whatever they do nowadays get take a bath and get ready for bed and begin to wind down about 8 30 but if you're allowing the child to go to sleep and take a nap at four o'clock there's no way on god's green earth majority of the time you're going to get that child to go back to sleep at a decent hour whereas then you can wind down and become um and digress catch up on your tv catch up on whatever it is you need to do further your education or whatnot but you have to make sure that you are raising your children from the time you have them to the age of 18. I've had plenty of people in my ears saying, I can't wait till they turn 18. And I never understood it as a mother because my children are 24. One will be 22 next month, God's will. And a 19 year old. And I'm, even though I have raised them, I don't try to re-raise them. I've already raised them. I got them now. And I let them know, I, you know, I wouldn't do that if I was you, or that's a great opportunity. Or be careful at how you do this. Uh, reword that. I guide them through life now because they will always be a part of your life. Our children will always be a part of our lives. And we, as the mature adult people, we have to know that once they turn 18, it's not so much as that they are grown and they can do what they want to do. They're only two years two years away um, two years ago, they was just 16. So they ha- are now as mature. We will have them to be, but we allowed them at the age of 18 to start making conscious de- decisions for themselves. And even if that decisions put them in a bad space, we don't want them to end up in jail. We don't want them to end up on the other side of the fence as far as um, being killed or what have you. But we have to give them that capacity to be able to expand their mind to for it to mature for them to become an adult. But if they need us along the way, we are there for them. We just don't give up on them because they turn 18 we have to allow our children to have a voice once they reach um into the teenage years and be able to verbally communicate with us what it is that they don't like it's not that because we're the parents our children um us and our black cultural what we tend to do and i did it with my mom is that when we try to express ourselves or my mom did it with us we try to express ourselves and the first thing they say oh you're trying to talk back you're trying to talk back and it's not, I had to learn that it's not talking back. I was trying to verbally communicate and let you know that, mom, this is not, I don't like this. Or mom, this is not how it was. Or mom, can I talk to you about what you brought up? It's not talking back, but do not, do not rob them of an early, an early life. Do not rob them in the early stages of their life of being able to effectively communicate with you because what happens is if they can't effectively communicate with you, they will begin to hide things from you. And when they begin to hide things from you, it'll be a plethora of things that will come your way that you're not sure of how you got there. And so my kids today, they talk to me about every and anything. And the reason why they are able to talk to me about every and anything, because I've set the, the door and I opened the door for that. However, when, when it's certain things that I know is stupid, foolish, or just something to just gossip or crazy, I let them know I don't, I don't entertain. It. I don't want to hear that mess. We laugh, we joke, we have fun. We laugh. Um, 
when we go we go out a lot as far as family events but as a parent your role is so so vital in your children's lives whether you're a father or mother the father don't get to escape the responsibility because the mother is present i tell my son we get our grandkids my grandkids weeks on and week offs okay during that time that he have them if they get sick it's his responsibility to take them to the er if they have a doctor's appointment it's his responsibility to take them if anything should happen while they're on his watch that doesn't want the the concern of the mother it's it is his sole responsibility to make sure he live up to that nowadays um i know some females um who have children who have sons who feel as though that they don't have to take care of their children and i don't understand where this mindset set came from and i don't like where it's going if you are a parent i don't care how old you are i don't care if you're 15 and you're a mother and you were 16 as a father you decided to have sex if nobody ever talked to you about sex then shame on them but i'm sure with all the technology that's going on around now you know about sex at the age of 15 and 16. if you have sex two things are are guaranteed to happen um outside of having being abstinent you can have a baby or you can contract an std if you become a parent then you have to make sure that you are a parent in every aspect of the word you're not just somebody that's dragging your child through life that it's hit and miss they get to eat any time of day you only keeping them in the latest fashion and you keeping their hair done or hair cuts but you don't you haven't taught them anything they don't know absolutely nothing you don't take them nowhere but you on every scene of every party your child having been exposed to um, community-based activities or having just fun as a child being able to go to the play park having some time to integrate or interact with other children because you're selfish you don't want to take them nowhere you want to hold them up in the house and then you want to know why they crying all day why they doing this why they doing that you have to understand as a mother there's a process to every single thing that's being done in your child's life and you can't say and ask god why did you do this god created our, our bodies to give birth so if God created our bodies to birth, then you have to understand that it's a possibility that you could get pregnant and this, these are the results of it. You can't go through life thinking that you don't have to answer to anybody. You can't go through life feeling as though that um, you could just do what you want to do. You can't go through life feeling as though you can drag these children and that you can spare the rod because you're spoiling them. No, no, no. The Bible says if you spoil the child, then you spare the rod, you spoil the child. There's absolutely no physical discipline in sight. And how do a child begin to learn trial and error if you're not physically disciplining them? I'm not saying beat them to death, but you, what you have to do is you have to reprimand them when things happen and do it when it happened versus time passes and they may forget because their mind isn't, isn't as astute as ours is so you have to make sure that you target the situation right then and then after you reprimand them then you let them know verbally this is why I did XYZ if the, I open the oven and my grandson is in, in close proximity he'll look at me and say hot this was when he's two but this one he was one but how did he learn that it was hot because one day i was cooking he snuck in the kitchen and he went to touch the the thing and i told him no don't touch that hot hot 
he kept on and kept on until he had to touch it. Once he touched it and he understood that it was hot, then because he had already got the discipline part of it, he had already learned from it because I told him verbally, then he had to touch it to understand. I pulled him, I sat him down and I said, even though he was one, I said, that's hot, hot. You can't touch that. I said, I told you that one time before, but now look. And I talked to him and I bandaged him up. I, I babied him. I cuddled him. I loved on him. But now if I open the oven, the first thing he looked at me and he said, mom, hot, hot. It's hot. It's hot because he had to learn. If we doesn't teach our children and raise our children accordingly, then it will be taught one way or the other. And you don't want them to learn the hard lessons where they're going to come out with bruises and scratches and they're going to come out with war wounds because they didn't listen. And I'm not just talking about a physical aspect. I'm talking about emotionally. I'm talking about mentally. I'm talking about physically as well. But you don't want to warp the minds of your children into thinking that they can, they are um, untouchable, that they can do anything, say anything, go anywhere. When you are a mother, you have to govern your children and you have to make sure that even though they want to go to Silver Little Sally's house because Little Sally is so cool with them in school, you can't just be a mother that say, oh, yeah, you can go to Silver Sally's house because you don't know who's in Sally's household. You don't know the people um, that's in there. You don't know what they're capable of or what they've done in their past. We're not holding anybody to our past, but we are governing our children. We are we're making sure that we are protecting our children and so you have to be mindful of a lot of things when I, um as my when my children was older my children had stole over other people's houses and if they wanted their friends to stay i made sure i went to those parents houses and i said hey this is who i am this is my address this is my phone number i am so-and-so's mother this is what i do i don't play no games with people children they have to be in the house by a certain time i will feed them i will make sure that they are you know they get in, get in there take a bath if we go somewhere we'll let you know but this is what it is on my side of town and you have to do that nowadays and i'm not saying do that with everybody because my kids wasn't flowing with staying over people houses not even relatives and it was no pun against my family but you it wasn't anybody particularly that they wanted house that they wanted to stay over but i just did not freely let my children just do anything i wasn't overbearing or overprotective but i made sure that i let them know hey they, this is not this is not going down on this side of town when i fed my children even though people say well you got to understand times have changed in ecclesiastes 3 the bible tells us that there's nothing new under the sun and it basically tells us that history repeats itself and even though it's being repackaged for a a a newer updated time that we're in it doesn't mean that we're not hip to it or we don't know it i still use my same taxes tactics that i used in my children for the last 24 years almost 25 years and i am an entrepreneur and a daycare provider and i use those same taxes that i use with my children and my daycare and my daycare is ran with harmony peace love and joy so you can't tell me that because the times have changed that the way we've been doing it, we got to change the times. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible tells us that history is, is, is going to repeat itself. Um, but Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. And so even though that this is 2020 and I started having children back in 1996, even though there's a 24 year gap, understand 25 year gap or well, 24 year gap understand that it's just been repackaged and we got to come up with our alternatives and we got to figure out a way to get this thing um mastered but we have to do it we can't give up on our kids we have a lot of kids out here that's out here committing various crimes and the crime rate and in the black community is at a high percentage because there's no guidance and structure in a lot of these homes why isn't there guidance and structure in a lot of these homes because we have parents that still 
that still want to be young. There's nothing with being young. I get out, I go and do what it, what it is I want to do, but I make sure that my household is still straight, even though my children are adults. We have to make sure that we, we give our children chores. We have to make them responsible in their early age. So as they begin to grow, they will take that with them as they get older. The Bible says, train up a child in a way that she, he, that, that, um, he should go. And when he get older, he will not depart away from it. He's not talking about he as in just male, but he's talking about humanity. Train up that human child the way that they, that they should go. And when that human child get older, they won't depart from what you raised them or what you taught them. Whether it be good or bad, they won't depart from it, but they will continue to grow and mature in the things that was taught in the home. Um, I hear a lot of parents say that when they was coming up, their father treated them a certain type of way. Well, if you know that your father treated you a certain type of way and it brought forth negative results, then why would you in turn do that to your child knowing that you didn't like it? when it happened to you and vice versa if your father did something and you saw the positive effect of it and now i'm not talking about some rudy poo stuff like well my daddy made me go to bed even in the summertime he changed it from 8 30 to 9 o'clock i ain't gonna do my kids like that because my kids deserve this are my kids well how do you feel like you want to break when you think you let your kids go to bed 11 12 1 2 o'clock in the morning Everybody don't go to bed that time of night. So it's best that you train your child up in early phases of life to go to bed at a decent time so that if you was to ever need a break per se, or you ever wanted to go out and just free yourself from having children or rid yourself of your children for just a little while, then you should have some common decency about yourself to make sure that your children is already equipped and trained to go to bed at a certain time. Listen, we have a responsibility as parents. We can't let our children do everything they come, the ideas that they come up with. Every answer should not be yes. They have to understand and we have to understand that they're going to become um, responsible, caring adults. They're going to be productive citizens of the environment. And being the, that reasonable, caring adults and citizens of, of their society they can't just go back thinking every answer is going to be yes or when somebody tell them no that the person is being funny or the person is being prejudiced no 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 means no in my household and i sometimes my no may be no because i don't have it my no may be no to protect you my no may be no because you don't deserve it my no may be no for various reasons but understand when i say no i mean no and that means don't ask me again we have to have that authoritative pitch in our lives as well with our children that when we say something we mean it and case is closed as they get older they will understand it when they're younger they don't understand it their mind cannot equip or cannot wrap around what it is that mama is saying with our children we have to make sure that they're clean on a daily basis we have to make sure that their clothing is clean that their clothing fit we have to make sure that our our children looks presentable when they go outside this is if you can afford it there was times when i couldn't even afford to wash my children's clothes at a laundromat when my washer was broken and i remember my children was little and i filled my tub up and i it took me about five hours um the process took about five hours but 
I was adamant on washing my children's clothes. And you could not tell that my kids' clothes was not washed in a, in a washer. But I made sure that I made the conscious decision to do what I had to do to make sure that my children had. I didn't have the money then to go out and buy new clothes. I didn't even have a vehicle to get to the laundromat. But what I did do was I said, I'm going to wash these clothes up. I'm going to take off work. I remember like yesterday, like yesterday when I get paid, I'm going to take off work. I'm going to get a ride and take them to daycare. And the day that I get paid, I'm going to take off work and I'm going to walk these clothes up to the laundromat. And I know I walk a couple of miles, maybe two or three miles to get my kids clothes to the laundry and to get them back home. Called me a ride, gave up gas money, got my kids back home. And we, they had, we all had clean clothes. But I had to make the ultimate sacrifice that said I wasn't going to allow my children to be dirty because they are a representation of who I am. And so I had to hand wash my kids clothes. I know what it's like that when we didn't have no food in the house and I wasn't privy to getting um, food stamps then when my children was little because of my income, which in, which was nothing to me, but I guess it was everything to the Department of Social Services and we had to eat noodles and we was down to the last um, of food in the house and what they didn't eat, I ate. There was the sacrifices that I made. I never catered to a man more than I did my children, but I never, my, my kid's father never ever was that selfish, whereas and he had to demand that I, you know, mo most people argue, well, I want to be fed first. Um, well, to each his own and each, his and each person's household, but my kid's father always suggested that I fix the kid's place first. And as they're eating, then I fix our place and we eat. And as they finish, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we let it stay on the table or they get to play or whatever while we finish eating. But we make sure that <clears throat> the children ate first. Now, in your household, you can do what you want to do. There's nothing that I can do about that as long as the children are being fed. But when you have children, there are sacrifices that has to be made. Even though that my children are all grown and I'm helping, giving a hand and raising my grandkids, I tell my son, hey, they need to take off their school clothes and put them up and you need to get them some play clothes out because I'm raising my children the same way that I, uh, my grandkids the same way that I raise my children. And I see the effects of it. I also see the effects of when the school call me versus when they call my son. Um, when they call me, they see a difference in my grandchildren's actions. When they call my son, they hear a best friend on the other end. And another thing parents have a problem with is being their children's friend. You can't be your children's friend. You love them. You let them know I'm here for you. You can talk to me about anything. We can discuss anything. But when it comes down to being your friend and agreeing with your silliness and your immaturity, I'm not going to do that because I know what it's like because I used to be there. We have to take parenting so much more serious because the kids live in a do as I do type um, phase of life and that is a do as I say and we have a tendency of saying do as I say not do as I do and as our children grow up we begin to see that they take on the effects of do as I do and not as I say you know and so I've seen a lot of different things in this life and we have these these younger generation who just feel as though it's okay to be a certain type of way when it comes to parenting and that's not the case that's not the case you have to be loving um you have to be caring you have to be authoritative you have to be a disciplinary you have to make sure that 
you giving directions in order. You have to make sure that you set in limits so they can know how far to go. You have to make sure that you establish and follow through with consequences, um, punishments, you know. Even with children nowadays, they are so attached to games, game consoles and and tablets, my grandkids included. Well, we, we eliminate that type of stuff um, in this household and you get to get it at a certain time. You can't get it throughout all throughout the day. And especially if you haven't did anything to warrant that free time. Um, most parents allow the systems and these gadgets to raise their children because they know if they're on these gadgets for a long period of time, they don't have to deal with them. They don't have to hear their mouth. And so they give it to them here, here. And the kids be on it for hours, hours on end. But when the children don't have a tablet, then they exhibit what everybody is trying to label their child as being ADHD. Um, but there's a way you target that. You have to make sure that you set an order and structure in your household. Have to. Because otherwise, your children will be uh, like Neanderthals and doing anything that they want to do, however they want to do it. And the younger generation will come and want you to help them raise their child or guide their child. And they have done absolutely nothing to help combat the situation that they are currently in. So I just want you guys to take the time out, even if it's you have children and they are of age and um, you think that they're already set in their ways. It's never too late to set boundaries. It's never too late to use discipline. It's never too late to impose rules. Curfews, my children had it. Even now, I let them know, don't come to my house after a certain time. If you ain't here by a certain time, find you somewhere else to go. Don't disrespect my house. Make sure that you do all of that so that you can see the fruit of your labor once you get old enough to kick back like I am today. I see the fruit of my labor and so I don't have to do a whole bunch of running down behind my children as far as the post lease and I don't have to do a whole bunch of you know verbal altercations or physical altercations with others because of my children they know how to govern themselves accordingly um and be productive citizens when they go out do they have their hang-ups yes they do the hang-ups that they do have if anybody up here listening and know me as um, outside of being a podcaster they know that I hold my children accountable um for their actions and I make them I follow through with consequences for them even at a at an older age. Uh, I try not to be biased because I don't want to tell you something about chores that I would not do with mine. And so parenting again is a, a way of life is their life is, a, is adjacent to ours. It's attached to ours. We can't look at it like a job because on jobs you can call in, you can take the day off. And this in this line um, of life that we live, as far as parents, we don't get days off. We don't get uh, get sick days, vacation time. We don't do any of that. But if we raise our children right, we can get vacation time because people were in mind supporting us and helping us along the way. When we know for a fact that you are doing your very best to raise your children right, but nobody wants to give a parent um, a break and keep their rambunctious children when they haven't even did anything. Children running around telling. You, you can't hit them because your mama said xyz um that's not how it was when i was growing up if i got in trouble and my neighbor saw it not only did she get me but she took me to my mom and let my mom know this is what she was doing and my mom would get me and so we couldn't get away with nothing so i'm not saying that crime wasn't prevalent in my day of growing up but it wasn't as um exposed as it is now because we had a village to raise children nowadays people don't want you to say anything to their children but then when something in life happens they say well why didn't you say anything well it becomes um a very perplexed situation because why would i say something when you didn't want me to say anything 
that you knew they was doing already wrong. And when I brought it to your attention, it brought forth an argument. Um, so we have to do better. We have to raise our children with diligence. We have to uh, raise our children with respect, with morals, intact ethics. We have to make sure that we instill these things in our children because if not, the world is going to do the opposite of what we do. And once you allow your children to get entangled with the world, then you have to watch out. Now, I'm not going to say you can control everything your child does when they're outside of your presence. But if they had a solidified upbringing out from from birth until that time that they have to make a conscious decision, I can almost guarantee you that they are going to choose the conscious way of doing things. They're going to choose values and ethics overall if they was raised in a solidified um, environment. Most oftentimes, I can't tell you today or tomorrow if my child walk out this door what they will and will not do. But what I can say was what, what I what I raised them in, what I raised them on, the beliefs that I raised them on, the ethics, the morality, the love, the gentleness, the kindness, all of that that I raised my children with, I know that they will bring it will bring forth to their remembrance of what I said and how I said do it. I always told my boys, listen. And my daughter was in close proximity, but I always told my boys, look, you don't have to join a gang to be loved. You ain't got to steal nothing to have. You ain't got to go out here and sell drugs to get what you need. Because as a mother, I made sure I worked two, three jobs to make sure my kids have everything that they needed. I made sure that my kids didn't have to go out here and rob anybody to take anything from anybody because I learned, I taught them how to be content with what you have. I made sure that when it came down to various things in life, I taught them one-on-one, this is what you do. I said, if you ever have to go to jail, because I won't support you for going to jail for anything else because you made your bed you lie in it and it was the established fear as a way of getting their attention because they did not have a father figure in the home so i told him i said if you i told my oldest boy i said the only way that i would support you if you go out here and commit murder in defense of yourself then i will i will hold you down because you defended yourself it was either your life or that person's life it may sound unorthodox to anybody else but listen that's what i taught him by God's grace and at this point that I'm talking to you now we never had to experience those things because they was raised in a solidified on a solidified foundation these kids that are being birthed that's being raised right now today need a solidified foundation to grow up from if you have a child that have homework you sit down and you help them with their homework it is hard yes it is but it's a part of being a parent the teacher did their part you have to do your part you can't just push everything off on the school system. But we're learning now in 2020, we're doing this virtual learning that the teacher's job is not easy. Um, I already knew that, but it's good that the parents get to know it as well. We have to make sure that we join forces with others to help us with our children. We can't just sit back and think and be let pride and ego guide us and steer us because what happens is it you get stirred in the wrong direction. The Bible says that pride comes before the fall and fall before the destruction. And so you're so prideful that you're failing at, at raising your children and they're falling into deeper depths of the world and then they're destroyed by the justice system because you didn't allow others to come in and help you when you had the chance you didn't allow the village to come in and help you mold that child you know that because a father or a mother because they don't always have to be a, um, a mother a father that's not in the house but sometimes the father the mothers are absent absentee and the father have to do what they have to do to make sure that their children prevail i've witnessed great fathers um on social media i've witnessed great fathers outside of social media so we can't just say that the fathers are always absent sometimes it's the
the mothers, but we still can't slack off of being that parent to our children. We can't let our kids eat a whole bunch of candy, drink a whole bunch of juice. And then when the doctor tells us, oh, they have cavities and they got to put silver caps on their teeth, you're upset. What you mad about? You was too lazy to break them off the bottle at the age of one because it was easier for you to give into them when they're crying at night versus to wean them off. And so now you're mad at the doctor. Be mad at yourself. You can't get mad because your, uh, your child come home from school and they send homework and then the child's homework is not done. And you getting mad at the school officials when I'm just trying to figure out I don't know how to do this new age stuff. Well, that was your point as a parent to verbally communicate that with the school to let the school know so that we can bring about awareness so that we can get you on the right path to get your child to continue to be fluent in their um, school life. If your child get into a relationship, once they become of age and they start dating, you let them know various things about dating. You don't give them the emotional side of it. You teach them how to love them. You teach them how to be aware of their self. You teach them how to have self-discipline and self-control. And then when they start dating, it won't be looking for love because they never had it. It wouldn't be a controlling situation because they already know about self-control and maintaining self-control. But it will be off of pure love. It, listen, pure love really do exist in our black community, even in young adults. But we have to teach them how to love themselves first. We have to teach them self-control. We have to teach them self-discipline. We have to teach our children these things so that when they get with the next person, and even if that person don't know how to love themselves, that my child will be able to help you say, hey, look, I know how I have self-love. And they teach that person how to love themselves. It won't be a situation that they're taking advantage of each other. It won't be a controlling situation. It won't be a manipulative situation. But it will be a platonic dating, having fun while excelling through their, st- their, their school life, college life, um, building careers together. But everything don't have to be tainted. Everything doesn't have to be chaotic. Everything don't have to be ghetto. Everything don't have to be loud and seen and heard. But there are some young relationships that are maturing, um, that can be mature if we raise our children right. I tell my sons that you can be the the man of a woman's dreams or you can be their worst nightmare. <coughs> the choice is yours. I raised you right. And so <coughs> they're going to learn by their own mistakes. But listen, as your mother, I can guide you. Let's talk about this. What is it that you don't like? Explain it to her. Ver- verbally communicate it with him. Let him know. And then if you get with somebody who you know that don't love you and don't know what love is or don't know how to control themselves or don't know how to govern themselves accordingly, you have the right to release them because you're not their mother. You're not their father. You're supposed to be their man. You're supposed to be their woman. And that's how it should be. So I hope this answers some questions to the uh, several inboxes about parenting. I think I, I did cover every question. Um, I thank you for joining in. If you have anything that will be of interest to you. Um, that you want me to talk about, you can find me on Facebook. My name is Matika, capital M-A-T-I-K-A, last name Sawyer, capital S-A-W-Y-E-R. We can get this thing going because we need to be effective parents so that we can have effective children raised in an effective environment that become productive citizens of our society and be able to um, overcome 
the injustices that's going on in the world that will be able to overcome the stereotypes and the statistics of our cultural. We can do it. If you need help, don't don't be afraid, but don't be asking any and everybody for help. Always proceed with caution, always making sure that you have discernment, that you can be able to tell if your intuition, if that's what y'all want to call it versus the Holy Spirit tells you that this is off. Believe it. Don't let every man that come in your life be around your your children. And don't let every woman that come into your life be around your children. Because the same way that they say men molest, women do too. Be very, very careful when you have children at what it is that you do. If you go into the store, please, please take your children in the store with you. People are still in cars. They're still in children. They're sex trafficking babies. Be careful. If you're going to work, make sure that you find a provider that you can trust wholeheartedly with your children and make sure you maintain that relationship where you guys are effective effectively communicating about your child's development school make sure you have a positive effect while your children in school don't be all loud and ghetto saying what your kid didn't do ain't gonna do or whatever you guys sit down you discuss it um, and you let the teacher know that you're going to attack it. But if you don't, you make sure you verbally express that to her. They have guidance counselors at these schools for a reason. Yes, let's utilize what we have. They have advocates in various communities um, across the world. Use what it is that you have to make sure that at the end of the day, when your children are grown or you are gone, your children can say, my mom did the best that she could. And you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I did the best I could with my children. I, I, every, I tried. I didn't cross every T and I didn't dot every I, but I tried. Let's be those type of parents in the culture that we are in and not the ones who want a way of escape, the ones who want breaks, the ones who want to get over and get under, the ones who want to escape reality for a moment and run behind Johnny but don't want to run behind the children or they want to run behind Lisa and don't want to run behind the babies. Let's get our priorities right and raise our children to be the best people that they can possibly be in our society that we can raise up lawyers and judges and we can get engineers um engineers we can make sure we get entrepreneurs we can get people um, our children to get focused on more than just athletics i'm not against athletics my son is on a basketball scholarship at school but i tell my son that you're not going to school for basketball baby it's help paving the way for you but you're coming to get a career so that you can have a solidified foundation because you're going to be a husband one day you're going to be a father and even though you got the skills of basketball if that door open god bless you but if it doesn't you need a piece of paper in this day and time to be able to make it and if you don't make it with a piece of paper baby guess what your mom is an entrepreneur your mom have the gift of business we can sit down and we can get some things going but what i won't do i've sacrificed so much of my life and i'm gonna let you guys go uh we're coming to the end but we had a conversation at my uh, best friend house last week and one of the parents well a couple of ladies was talking about how um you know the, the children and student loans and that's all i'm gonna say about that and they dec- they declined to to do the student loans for their children so their children didn't go to college well i may look like a sucker to many or or sound like a sucker when i say this but I have over a hundred thousand, almost, almost a hundred thousand dollars in student loans with my two children being in school because I put them in, I put the loans in my name and this is what I say it. I say it, Fannie Mae can get it from the grave. If I'm able to pay this student loans back, I'm going to pay it back. I'm going to pay payments on it. 
But if I don't, if I don't pay it off before I die, oh well. I want my kids to get an education and I want them to graduate from college without being in debt. I don't feel as though they shouldn't get through college and then have to go back and be in debt to get out of debt. And then it's just going to screw them over. It's going to mess up their mind. They're going to feel like they never can get past go. And that is the way that the system is equipped to, to for our children to hang our children so i said i put all the loans in my name and when you graduate and get out of college and you get that the paper that paper that diploma that degree you make something of yourself and at a later time when you get established and everything then you start paying 50 dollars a month for your stuff it'll still be in my name but i'm gonna make sure that my children i sacrifice to make sure that my children have the best life that they are afforded the best life that i can possibly provide for them and if they want to walk away and be a bum that's on them but one thing they can't say is well the reason why i'm like this is because of my mama the devil is a liar the devil's a liar and you is too you must be his child because i did not raise you that way i sacrificed much for you to have the very best and you was the one that chose a different route that has nothing to do with me as your mother it has everything to do with you and you will wear this ill because you became a loser on your own not because of me so i just wanted to touch bases with you guys and just give a recap on parenting that it takes a village to raise a child that you have a responsibility and a role in that child's life that is not temporary that is basically to your grave amen whatever you instill in your child that's what your child will get out of life that's what he would display and and that's what he or she would display in the years to come you will see the fruit of your labor whether it was good or bad you will see the fruit um, of your labor and through your child Thank you for listening. Um, again, for more information, any questions, concerns, comments, views, opinions, you can inbox me on Facebook, Matika Sawyer. Even if you're not my friend, I will be able to see it in a separate box. Um, and I just thank you to for, for tuning in on this, this great day. It's kind of lengthy today, but I appreciate you for being with me every step of the way. And as my saying goes, even though the grass is all is not always greener on the other side, how would you know if you haven't been on both sides of the fence? This is your girl Matika Sawyer and I am out.